You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Uh, you guys are all phenomenal. You can stay up here. You guys can scoop for a few. Um, I'm going to be brief because I feel like in atmospheres like this, you, you can be brief because more is caught than taught. And this is one of those atmospheres, thank you, Ernie, where things are caught. And if I could say anything, if there's anything you want to catch, it's the Spirit of God. It's the presence of God. It's here in this atmosphere. And I believe that we're all catching it again. Listen, my wife and I have been a part of Awaken now for coming on 10 years, July 15th. And uh, you don't ever tire of catching what God's doing. He's doing something right now in Salt Lake City, something fresh, something brand new, something city changing, city transforming, something that will change generational brokenness and dysfunction something that will repair the productivity of the land and bring it back to what it was originally intended to be. Yeah, see, we're a part of the enforcers of what of the new thing, of the new thing. So, um, well, anyway, let's give it up for Pastor Matt and Loren. Uh, hey, you know, real quick, Pastor Loren went... When, I, when you were telling that story about getting hit with a firebolt, and the only thing more powerful than that is the firebolts that flow through you now. I'm telling you, you're one of the most powerful ministers on the planet, and keep pressing into that because the miracles that are going to happen through you will be a hundred times more than the miracles that happened to you. And, your greatest miracles are coming through you, Pastor Loren. Oh, yeah. We love you. We, we trust you, too. It's an authenticity about you, too. It's almost like you've been through a little bit. Isn't it funny how when God wants to trust you with something significant, he needs you to take you to hell for a little while and see if you're going to make it through it. Not that you're going to camp there, but they're going to keep going until his promises are realized. Oh, let's be those people. Let's be those people. All right, well, hey, um, high five a couple people, grab a seat, and we're going to try to dive into the Word as much as possible. Um, there's something happening here. I'm just telling you. We want to welcome the days, John and the Lauren Day. <laughs> Just moved here. So love you guys and so value. I'll tell you what, all of San Diego wants to come to Salt Lake City right now. Oh, yeah. And it's not because it sucks there. God's moving there too. But there's just something happening here. Yeah. Something happening here. Anyway. Hey. <laughs> when I start singing, something is happening, okay? <laughs> Normally the hook comes out, though, and I'm, anyway. Hey, uh, the last couple weeks, God's been really speaking to me 
about something he's doing in this hour and something he's doing through Awaken. And, and I'm going to quickly share it with you. I'm going to just jump right into the Word of God. And, um, and I just am 100% convinced that God is, uh, is doing something in us and has plans to utilize us to bring about the change he's been dreaming of for culture, for our cities, and specifically for this city. And so I want to start in 2 Kings verse 2 verses uh 2 Kings chapter 2 verses 19 through 22. Can we bring that up and we'll just read it together. Okay? And I want to set a little bit of backdrop on um who Elisha was. Okay? So Elisha was the successor of the great and powerful prophet Elijah, the one who brought down fire and challenged the 400 prophets of Baal and you don't really always want to follow somebody who changed history because the pressure's on you to take it a step further. But we need to be people that can say, no matter what history's been, I'm putting my hand up and I'm going to, I want a double portion of what's been. And that was his prayer. He's like, God, I'll go for you. I just need more of your power. I wonder if he was asking for more of God's power because he saw more of the dysfunction of his day and realized it was going to take on more than just good preaching and good teaching. It was going to need good power. Because remember, this gospel is not just in teaching. It's in power. And so he was after the power that he needed to bring about the change that bothered him. Anybody bothered by an industry? Anybody bothered by education? Anybody bothered by politics or media? Yes, your irritation needs to fuel your desire and your appetite for power so that you can be an instrument of transformation. Welcome to the rise of the prophets. Listen, the rise of the prophets is not just people who see well and can tell you what, you know, is out there. There are people that can bring about the will of God into the hour they were sent for. Okay, so that's a little bit of uh, history on Elisha. One day, listen to this, the leaders of the town of Jericho visited Elisha. We have a problem, my Lord, they told him. This town is located in pleasant surroundings, as you can see, but the water is bad and the land is unproductive. I love the city leaders approach the men and women of God or the man of God with their problem and said, can you help us? So I like that. I like that. But here's what I like even more. Elisha said... Bring me a new bowl with salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went out to the spring that supplied the town with water and threw the salt into it. And he said, this is what the Lord says. I've purified this water. It will no longer cause death or infertility. So hear me, hear me. There was a real issue in the land a real problem in culture. Now, when you sing songs of the wonders and the miracles, our religious mindset immediately goes to, it's gotta be a bodily healing. It's gotta be something, and he does that. We just heard about it, Dan. Oh my gosh, Heather and Daniel, walking with you guys through that and seeing firsthand that he is a wonder-working God. But please understand something about God. He's not limited to just healing souls and bodies. 
God heals lands. He heals broken systems, broken structures. There's nothing in culture that God doesn't have the power or the ability to heal. All creation longs for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God because when we're in the earth, we make the earth work and be productive again. So Elisha shows up and he throws salt. Now let's fast forward to another extraordinary prophet. Now let me say one other thing about this that's important to understand. This was Elisha's first miracle. The first thing he did was fixed unproductive territory, unproductive land. The first thing he didn't do wasn't raise some from the dead. The first thing he did was restore things to their proper working order. Okay, let's move ahead a little bit to another pretty extraordinary prophet called the Son of God. Matthew 5.13, let's pick this up. Matthew 5.13, this is now Jesus saying to us, you are the salt of the earth. What good is salt, though, if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? If not, it will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Listen, the moment the church loses its power to bring transformative change to culture, it's good for nothing. You and I are the salt thrown in to the wells of culture to bring productivity and life and function and health and blessing and restoration back into Salt Lake City. So tonight's brief message is called Salty. I think we need some salty people. Yeah. After the election, I found myself a little salty. Yeah. Jesus, when he walked into the temple and realized it had become uh, not a place of prayer anymore, his disciples looked at one another and said, Jesus is a little bit salty today, turning tables over. Don't be bothered if there are things inside of us that are irritated. Sometimes the, irri- the things that irritate us are the very things we need to cry out for power for to bring transformation and turn them right side up again. Don't shy away from your irritations. Oftentimes your purpose is completely connected to the things that bug you the most. So, in typical God fashion, he has spoken to me in the acronym of SALTY. So I have five quick, quick, quick points 
that are going to help us to be more salty, more effective, more transformational. <laughs> Dude, Salt Lake City is a move of God happening here, man. If you, if you can't preach here, just do something else, man. <laughs> The essence, Salty, is learning to be a steward over where you are, the land you're in, the season you're in, the job you're in, the relationship you're in. Beginning, being salty begins on where you are. And if you want to be somebody who makes a difference on a bigger scale at another level, learn to make a difference where you are. Stewardship means you were given something and you've happened to make it better. There are two components to being a good steward. Number one, a good heart. David was a man after God's own heart. He had a faithful heart, a stewarding heart. He could be trusted with things. But there's more to being trusted with things than having a good heart. You actually need to put your hands to work. Remember what they sang about David? Saul has killed his thousands, but David kills his tens of thousands. In other words, he put his hands to the work of God, which in that day was war, which was warring against the forces of evil that were creeping into Israel. There were people and things happening in Israel that shouldn't have been happening, and God needed a man who didn't just have a heart, but had hands that would put the work to fight against the bullies and the Goliaths of the day. Are there anybody that needs to rise up in the hour we're in to stand against the bullies that are encroaching on the land of, of America. Yeah, and it's not enough to just have a heart. You got to put your hands to stuff. Let me tell you something about David, though. You know, I love him so much. The problem was there were things in his life that he actually didn't put his hands to. That if he would have, they would have been better. You know, he was neglected as a child. Okay, left out in the pasture when the great prophet comes to anoint one of his children. He wasn't even in the queue. So he had a history of being rejected. And then that perpetuated into his parenting. You know, sometimes the reason God hasn't shown up is because we don't put our hands to things. We put, it, we put our hands to the things we're good at, the things that come natural, but when we're intimidated by generational dysfunction, we shy away from being a good parent, okay? So we back away from what God actually wants to bring restoration and break cycles. We, we stay in the thing we feel. And, and God's like, I, you, you could have asked the nations for me. I'd give you anything you wanted. We need to be putting our hands to everything. Everything you and I are responsible for should be productive and healthy. Don't shy away any longer, even from the things that are intimidating or plagued you generationally or you had to overcome as a child. One of the things I've had to overcome is confidence, major confidence shortage. But you know what? Because we put our hand to the hard work of what wasn't productive in our land, our children are now operating in levels of confidence we never dreamed of. But listen, it's not just because God's good and he blessed us. No, he's good. He wanted to bless us, but he needs a partner in the blessing who put their hand to the work. That's called stewardship. 
Let's go. Okay, let's keep moving. The A in salty is the awakened way. Please understand, there's not a lot of churches in America that were, that were interested in fighting and being open. This is a fighting church. And if you don't like fighting, this might not be the place for you. If you like comfort, if you like to just let evil go unnoticed and, hey, just do your thing, you know, this probably isn't the movement for you. <laughs> this is a courageous movement. Listen, there was all type of Israelites watching Goliath taunt them and bully them. But you know what it says about the kingdom of God is the house of Saul grew smaller and smaller while the house of David grew bigger and bigger. Listen, we're committed to making the house of David, the house of worship, the house of authenticity, and the house of war grow in this hour. And the awakened way is, hey, listen, we pray. When we don't get a good report, we pray until it changes. When we don't like the government in our city, we raise up politicians to do something about it. We join school boards. We vote. We engage. We refuse. This is, this is a common saying at Awaken Salt Lake City. Not on my watch. I don't care how many generations of dysfunction. No, it stops here. They picked that. Yeah, this is the wrong. They, picked, they found the wrong person. The wrong church. It's the awakened way. Listen, listen to the awakened way. We're ridiculously generous. We always take territory. It's vision builder season. We don't have one vision builders every 10 years. It's, let's have a building campaign and raise some, let's do a bake sale. We're going to do a bake sale and a potluck. Glory to God. We're going to change, you know. What? No, we do vision builders every year. Because we relentlessly take ground. It's the awakened way. Don't be a person who ever stops taking ground. Always, forever, for the rest of your life, be a ground taker, a territory taker. It's the awakened way. The awakened way. We worship. We give. We pray. We drive out demons. Listen, the kingdom's real. We're all about it. The L. <laughs> There's an L in salty. It's your lenses. Three lenses, three critical lenses. First is you got to know, you got to see well how God sees you. He's crazy about you. He loves you and he's intended your life to work. Even when it's not functioning, he loves you. He never loses his desire for you or his dreams about you. The second lens is you have to see yourself differently. You actually need to see yourself as functioning. The, the testimony of your life is not where you came from. That's great. That's great that he brought you out of darkness. But there's a greater testimony. It's what he's taking us into. It's the plans and purposes and function and productivity and life. That's where the real miracles are. And we need a lens of where we're going. But there's a third lens, and it's the lens that Elisha had. It's the lens that sees life through the, lens, through the eyes of those who are in trouble, those that have a problem. You know, he could have easily just judged them. Yeah, there's obviously, look what you guys have been doing for 100 years. Look at your rebellion. Look at the stubbornness of your hearts. But you know, if you really look a little deeper, 
And you could really get into the feet and the shoes and the eyes of people who are broken and dysfunctional. There's oftentimes something more to the story. And what I love about salty people is they're willing to see lives through empathetic lenses. And then they marry the heart of God and they bring the change even to people that don't appear to deserve it. What God's about to do in Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City doesn't deserve it. But God loves Salt Lake City. And he's chosen us to be salty. Can you see? Look at even what um, Elijah Elijah said to um, his servant. There's an abundance of rain coming. Wait a minute, I don't see the rain. Go look again. We need to see a lens of what God's about to do. And I'm telling you, it's coming. It's here. It's upon us. See it. I'm not saying, can you see it? I'm saying, see it. See it. Don't miss Awaken Conference. Don't miss it. I'm actually, I, Pastor Summer, who puts the whole conference on, um, asked um, if I would do a session. And she said, will you do a session? Do you want to do it at um, Balboa or do you want to do it at Salt Lake City? I said, I want to do it at Salt Lake City. I will be here. I will be here for the Awaken Conference. And you know what? There's some stuff I'm not even going to share tonight. I'm only going to bring it out at the conference, man. It's the secret stash. The secret stash. We don't miss conferences. We don't miss them. Because things happen in them that we can't describe. Transformation happens. Continue to prioritize environments where transformation happens. Where the seed of God gets inside of you and it begins to grow. The T is our treasure. Listen, God treasures this world. He treasures restoring it and recovering it. And we can't have all our treasure in heaven so that we're no worthly good. We actually need to begin to develop an appetite where we treasure revival, where we treasure restoration. See, listen, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. We aren't just asking you to build a treasure for the kingdom of God that makes you give your money towards. We're asking you to build a treasure for the kingdom of God that makes you want to go to work like you've never gone to work. That changes your dynamic of what you're capable of producing. And it makes you want to be a bigger producer because you have a bigger appetite to bring more answers into the world. Oh, be a treasure, blessed to be a blessing, hungry and thirsty to bring impact into the world. And then finally, the why. The why. We're going to close with this. The why is you. That's what Jesus said, right? You are the salt of the earth. Listen, man, this isn't spectator season. This is be thrown into the issues of the world to bring transformation. Don't underestimate what God is going to do through you. It's not, listen, your greatest miracles are not going to be what happens to you. It's going to be what happens through you. You will be the salt. You will be. Amen. I love you guys. I'm going to give it back to Pastor Matt. God bless you.
What? What? Come on, give Pastor Colin. Let's honor the word. Ho! Look, when a challenge like that gets thrown out, the only logical response, the only logical response. I I felt God say tonight that I'm enlisting. have that saying, the few, the proud, the Marines. Like Colin said, God's lens on you doesn't change. He loves you, he loves you, he loves you, but he's looking to enlist. Enlist an army. An army that's hungry for revival. An army that's hungry for an awakening. An army that isn't doomsday prepping, but they're revival prepping. They're getting the storehouses ready. They're getting the nets ready for a harvest. Yeah, the enemy rides up, but the promise is that God raises up a standard, and it's the church. So here's what we're going to do to close it up. There's going to be something powerful happen on the altar. But if right now God is challenging you in an area, he just says, hey, would you enlist? What does enlist look like? It looks like you come up and you sit and he says, here's a blank contract. I'm asking for everything. Everything. And that's the challenge tonight. I'm going to pray over people. But if you're one of those people, don't, I'm not going to count. I'm not going to do anything. Just come to the front. Come to the front. If you're saying I'm in for everything, I'm enlisting tonight. The challenge is accepted. The challenge, I've heard it. And I want all everything you have for me, God. My greatest miracle is not the healing you're going to give me. That's just going to happen because I have a mission. I have a purpose. I have something that you have called me to do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So much calling. So much calling in the Thank you, God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Colin, I know you're on this altar, but, man, you're a general. Will you, will you come and pray the blessing over this army? I feel like this is something that God has ordained you to do. I want you guys to lift your hands. And pray, pray, pray. Colin's gonna pray over. In fact, I wanna lead a prayer and then I'm gonna let Colin pray over you to give marching assignments. We're gonna pray, but we're gonna pray right now together. We're all gonna say this together, those who are on the altar. Jesus, come on, let's say it like we mean it. Jesus, tonight, I give you everything. I'm not looking at the past, I'm trusting you with the future. Take the steering wheel, take this life and use me in this city, in this church, however you want. No boundaries, no limits, no requirements. I'm yours. Empower me for my assignment. Let's like call and pray over us. Put your hand just on the person next to you. Oh God, I just declare the conviction of heaven that calls us out of self-preservation and into a life laid down. He who loses his life will find life. And I declare the finding of real life 
the finding of purpose. I declare this, the lights coming on in your heart and the big things of heaven coming on inside of you, the birthing of God, the seeds of God, the illumination of dreams and things that you didn't even know were things God was doing in you. Things that when you were a little girl and a little boy, he had birthed things in you and this is the hour to bring them to pass. And we just declare an army, literally people that have no other agenda but to bring forth the kingdom of God. And let me tell you something, that's the blessing. There is no, listen, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and not loving our lives as if they were our own. And I declare the grace to surrender. I declare the grace to go in. And listen, it doesn't start with something like like literally um, anything big. It starts with something you're doing right now. And I just declare, I take away the, the fear and the, 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 the too grand voice of a perspective that, that makes me not quite understand. And I just say right now, God's gonna show you what all in means. He's going to make it very clear for you for what all in means to you. And I just see a shift right now. I see a shift in, in obedience, things that have just felt like, yeah, I love God, but I don't really, it's not that big a deal. And even, even decisions and shows that you've been watching, they're not like sin, but they're just not extraordinary. And, and I call you back into extraordinary living and living on purpose and living with, a, with an agenda of heaven. And we release right now the grace of God, the power of God, the conviction of God, the fire of God, the grace of God, the, the potency of God. In Jesus' name, bless this congregation and everyone who's giving their life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.